Oh yeah, and I said uh, you are being transformed into the same image uh, from glory to glory to glory to glory. And how about we find out what glory to glory actually means in context? Up next on this episode of the Kingdom Project Podcast. That's right. We're getting things back into context here on the Kingdom Project Podcast. I'm your host, Marcus Hall. Now, some people may be offended by the beginning of this episode. The one you already heard. You're making fun of preachers and the glory. 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 No, some people just, they preach like that, and I can do an imitation, and I do a fairly good one. So, um... That's what that is. That's what that is all about. So, surely, if you have grown up Pentecostal or in the charismatic movement, you have heard of being changed from glory to glory, or the Lord taking you from glory to glory. Now, some people will say, you have the interpretation of the letter and the interpretation of the Spirit, which would give them clearance then to give you two interpretations. That, of course, the interpretation that I'm about to give you, of course that's what that means. However, the spiritual, the Spirit interpretation of glory to glory is something altogether totally different. This gives them then the right to always say that there is something else for you to strive for spiritually and to move up the spiritual ladder. Okay, so glory, being changed, being moved from glory to glory. All right, and then they, they'll add glories from glory to glory to glory to glory. This is the spiritual, like, you know, uh, ladder, like I already said. Okay, so. What does it, what does it mean? What's going on? This comes from 2 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 18. So this is Paul, he's writing. But we all with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory just as from the Lord the Spirit. Okay. Now, you should know, you should move up a few, move down a few, and don't isolate and pull the text out and let it stand on its own. Not going to work. All right. But here, uh, I'm not going to do that. I'm breaking the rules. I'm not really breaking the rules. I'm just trying to make the episode a little shorter because I planned these to be about 10 minutes and then the other one went long because I talked about a video game. So, <laughs> I'm going to try not to do that. However, the emphasis here can be found on what we've talked about, grammar, grammatical uh, principle. And that's why I'm going to do this, okay? So, Paul uses this phrase, from glory to glory. Paul is summing up Christian life, okay? Now, so, hmm, here's where it gets tricky. Some will be say today, okay, now that we read this today, it's it's the redemption. This is from the redemption, sanctification on earth, to our eternal life once we pass and go to eternity in heaven. Okay? So this 
a great deal of content that's packed in that statement there, in that one verse, okay? However, uh, it's important to notice that in the, uh, sa- the same book, okay, that if you want to get context, you'll have to go all the way back to chapter 2, verse 14, and then read up to this point. All right. Um, not all the way back. It's not that far. But um, but you go on beyond this point to chap- the end of chapter 5. Okay. So to open his reader's eyes to the truth. He go on, goes on at great length here. Okay. But the emphasis on this episode is what it meant historically when he wrote this to the Corinthians. So what it meant then. What is the interpretation? What is glory to glory? What would it mean to them? Grammar would suggest that the Greek word for glory is used twice, twice, twice in this phrase. Okay. But each usage refers to something different. The first glory is different than the second glory. And that would be this. The first glory is that of the Old Covenant. It's the law of Moses. And the second is the New Covenant, which is the good news, the gospel of Jesus. All right. The Old Covenant was given, we know, to Moses directly from God. It was written by uh, God, own, his own finger on these tablets, right? The, the root, then, uh, of the faith is, is glorious, right? Even though... That covenant no longer exists. We know that Paul said that the law is good, it's holy, and all this, but it has great roots. This is why it's important to know the types and the shadows and the things and covenants that happen before the new covenant takes place. So the root then is that is it's the glory that we were they actually they were coming from. Yet the new covenant is the glory they were going into. And it surpasses that of the old. So the transformation is from the glory of the law, okay? And we know the law was inflexible, it was absolute, and it applied to all Israelites with without much regard for individual circumstances at all. And like I said, it's mentioned that it's, it was holy and it was good and righteous in itself. Paul says this in Romans 7. The law was for us sinners the letter that kills. The law was an external force to control behavior and it could not make someone's conscience clean and make them new. All right? And the stone is earthly and would wear away. It was soon to vanish in that time when, in the first century. So the law was just a temporary guardian, it mentions in Galatians 3, until something else that was much more superior came along, which was Jesus. So the transformation is to the glory of the gospel, the new covenant, which far surpasses the old in every way, what's, in, in any way that you can think of. It forgives of our sin. It gives us eternal life. It's written on our hearts. It fills us with the Holy Spirit. So our obedience to God springs up from within us 
by God-given desires rather than the threats of a legal punishment of the law. In, in, in place of this whole set of writings as a guide for trying to just please God externally, right, that we now have the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit making their home with, uh, with us, fellowshipping with us because of the reconciliation that's taken place, we can go directly to God. Christ is the mediator and the high priest. And the sacrifice, we don't have the temple, we don't have the blood, the sacrifices of the animals, we don't have the high priest to attend to and all that type of stuff, okay? We have loving intimacy, intimacy now with the Father because the law no longer is, it applies, okay? And that is what is teaching us, his word, all right, his his the scripture, his word, the spirit within us being led, being transformed because we have been made new and raised from death to eternal life. That's what's teaching us what we need to know and how we are to act and react today in our lives. That position is in Christ and it's permanent, it's eternal and spiritual as God himself is. In, instead of temporary and earthly like the law. So Paul is directing them to focus on the spiritual glory of the new covenant rather than the physical glory of that of the old, as many Jews in his day refused to do. He compared the two types of glory by recalling how Moses absorbed and reflected God's glory for a time after being in his presence, okay? And Moses' glow had a spiritual cause to it. There was nothing spiritual about the effect, though. Any person, regardless of his relationship with God, could see the glow on Moses' face, which he covered with a veil. Not so with the glory of the new covenant. That can be seen only with a believer's spiritual eyes that Paul is doing his best to open up wide and say, see, so that we discern the gospel's glory in that way. So he writes this, for God who said, let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ. 2 Corinthians 4, 6. That is moving then from glory to glory. There's something even more important about the glory of the new covenant that Christians need to understand then. It's because it's the supernatural power to transform us. <laughs> There's nothing external now. It's internal. Right? That brings us to God's ultimate purpose. His, his ultimate purpose purpose for your life his destiny right his destination for all of us is to be transformed to the image of his son that's it right so that's why paul goes on then to say if anyone is in christ he is a new creation the old has gone the new has come this is from glory to glory the old is, is gone so to them the old covenant was gone the new has come 
to us, your old self, the sinning, uh, wretched person that you were, is gone and the new has come because you're now in Christ. That's what glory to glory means in context. There's no other higher spiritual revelation or new stuff going on that's about going from uh, you were going like you had tendencies of a prophet now you're growing into uh, a prophet then you will be a big time prophet i've heard people use glory to glory for that that's not what that means it's old covenant to new it's law to christ law gospel right and it's spiritual death to spiritual life and that is from glory to glory All right, there is another verse put back into context. If you have any questions, comments, disagreements, you can send them my way at the Kingdom Project Podcast at gmail.com. Until next time, be a mustard seed, be 11. Thanks for listening.